You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to the very last episode for 2019 of the Power and Pros podcast. I just want to give a huge shout out to every person that has rocked with me from episode one up until now with episode nine. Y'all, this was like one of the best things that I've done in 2019 and I'm super, super, super thankful for every listen, share, retweet, repost on Instagram, follow, DM, text message, everything. Like everybody that has rocked with me since I launched this podcast, like Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It has been an amazing journey thus far and it's only going to get better. So just have to throw that out there that I appreciate all of you guys. And as I'm starting to think about different goals that I have for 2020, things that I want to improve upon um, in my personal life, in the podcast, in my workspace, with friends, family, all these things, um, I have not fully figured it out, Uh, what I want to do, how I want to attack it, determining the difference as we talked about in episode eight. So what am I going to do that makes 2020 the year, like the year for so many things that I want to accomplish and what's going to make it different from all the years before it. And so um, in the past week or so, I've been just trying to take in different pieces of things and not jump too quick and just writing things down. Like I really want to see what's bubbling up to the top of my heart, what's bubbling up to the top of my mind, what am I spending the most time when I'm up at night thinking about, and then trying to see how I can really go at it in the best way to make 2020 the year that I'm forming it to be in my mind. So one of the things that I did was watching different sermons, and then of course, um, I watched a sermon from Pastor Todd and he actually posted on his Instagram recently, but the sermon was about next Christmas. So we're obviously in a Christmas season right now, but he was talking about next Christmas and what that is going to look like. And I was like, dang, like stuff we do right now sets us up for the end of the year. Like the post that we're going to make are like 2020 year wrapped is being set right now in the wrapping of 2019. And that thought, since I watched that, has just been with me. Um, and I'm super thankful for it because I just have a different view on how I think I want to go about this thing. Um, and I wanted to share it with you guys as we're all preparing for the next year and what that looks like. It starts now. So as always, I'm going to give you all the power punch of the week and then we'll dive straight into it. Who closed the door while holding the key? Who decided the waiting season wouldn't reach a breach? Who heard the birds sing and ignored the beauty in their song? Who was getting their character developed in the fire and decided it took too long? With a vision in our minds and expectancy in our hearts, the measure of our will shapes our pauses and our starts. So with this piece, it really is talking about how our perspective shapes everything. 
who closed the door while holding the key? If you're focused on the fact that the door is closed, it's closed to you. It won't matter that you're holding the key to your destiny. You're holding the key to unlocking things for your family that have never been unlocked before. You're just staring at this closed door. And for me, that's what I'm trying to avoid in 2020, what I'm trying to avoid for everything that I write down that I want to attack in this next year. When obstacles come, because they will, I don't even want to focus on it because I already know it's coming. I just want to look at the keys that I have in my hand that can get me past whatever's in my way. Um, Another thing that I want to try to focus on, and that can be a practical step for us as we go into this new year, is hearing the birds sing and not ignoring the beauty in their song. There are going to be some days where that is it. That's all we'll have is that we woke up today and the birds are up and they're singing. We woke up today and it's not snow on the ground. We woke up today and it was no traffic on the way to work. Like, you know, like those small things might be all that you have in a day. You know, if you're having a day, there are going to be those moments where we get daily blessings. There are daily blessings each day that we can shift our focus to. And that helps us to stay on track and stay on the path as we're working towards what we're working towards for this year. Some of our goals are huge. They're attainable, but they're huge. They're not going to happen in the first quarter of the year. They're not going to happen at the midpoint of the year. It's going to take us progressively working towards it throughout the entire 365. And that's okay. I don't think that it is um, glamorized as something that is a thing, but it's a thing. Like There are some things that people, it takes them more than 365 to attain, but For the things that we're really working towards for this year that are attainable within this year, it might take you up to the last minute. What we have to do to help us stay in it, to win it to that last second, is to look at the positive things that happen to us, around us, for us, for the people that can bless us in return. All of that stuff matters for our story. And there's power in that. When we strip the power from it, and focus on all the other factors that could be involved. We, Of course, you're not going to feel like you're going to win. And that's when you start to say that the beginning of the year, um, at the beginning of the year, you're already saying like, I don't know, I wrote this down, but, or, well, I thought this was going to happen, but now this has happened. So I don't know if it's going to come through. And I, we can't have that. There's power in the words that we say. There's power in the things that we're going to write down. If you've already written down your goals, there's power in those things. And... When we focus on negative things that occur, blockages in our way, obstacles that we have to overcome, it can start to make it feel like you were crazy when you wrote the things down. But practical preparation will help you to get where you're trying to go. And the last thing that I kind of want to point out from this piece is expectancy in our hearts. We have to have expectancy that what we're writing down, what we're believing for, what we're moving towards, is even going to happen. We have to. It's like integral to our years shaping out to be the way that we want it to be is to actually have an expectancy in our hearts that we can be great. Have an expectancy in our hearts that if there's a family issue, that it won't be an issue by next Christmas. Like it literally has to be something that you fully believe you're capable of achieving or else any step that you put in place after that, any type of systems that are put in place, any accountability partners that you have, nothing, none of those things would be able to make the thing manifest in your life if you don't even have an expectancy that it can take root. 
So really, really, if you've already written down your goals, especially reread them and think, have an expectancy that you'll see them kind of pass. What will that even feel like for you? What will that look like? What will the Instagram post be once it happens and you're ready to share with other people? Really think about that and have an expectancy that you're going to make that post. Have an expectancy that you're going to launch the thing. Have an expectancy that you're going to lose the weight. Like whatever you're working towards, really, 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 really get it deep down in your mind that it's possible. That it's possible. So I really hope that that power punch kind of conveyed that um and then we're going to dive deeper into what practical steps i'm taking as we dive into the episode so i am officially back in st louis for christmas and I haven't been home since last Christmas, so it was kind of a huge deal, my return, so to speak, and there were some things that I wanted to do to make sure that this Christmas was better than last Christmas, that this family time that I had was better than the last family time that I had, and in me doing that, there were a couple of things that I had to think about, so in being real with myself, there are pictures that people post on Christmas with their families and they're matching pajamas and they're making cookies and it's like this whole thing. And I haven't had that, at least the matching pajamas part. We always bake cookies, but I haven't had that part. And then just the family unit aspect, like before Christmas moment in general, I haven't had that in a minute, like a couple years. Um, there's a family strife and like all these things. And I think for the most part, my family's in like a pretty good spot from where we've been. And so I wanted to kind of push it even more. I'm like, okay, if I'm envying other people, which I hate that, I don't want to be envious of other people enjoying their time with their families and X, Y, Z. So I was like, how can I shift the focus away from envy to true joy and then also take our family a step further? So and being real with myself, which I think is super important to make things practical, is to have some grounding. Like, what is the grounding for what you're trying to do or what you have unsuccessfully done in the past? And so in doing that, I decided I was going to tell my mom. And then from that, next thing you know, she's like, done. Matching pajamas, we got them. Like, she just went and got us some matching pajamas, went and got us some cookies. And now we're having a moment. And I was really kind of shocked that she was so on board for a second, but it was just like really dope. Like, okay, this is going to happen. Like now something that I was like, yeah, my family doesn't really do that. X, Y, Z, it could now be a thing for us. Um, And then with that, I was okay. If you're saying that you want the family to go to this certain place, then you got to prepare to be a part of it. There are so many times where I want to check out or this sounds good at first and somebody annoys me, whatever. And so I wanted to prepare for that. How can I avoid me going into my cave, me going into these moments and to really step out in faith that this Christmas could be way different than any other Christmas I've experienced before. And maybe it's not the best one of my life, but it's definitely going to be a step forward. And so... um I just made sure that I carved out special time for myself so I could recharge my battery. I started thinking about the habits that some of my family members have, some things that they do when I'm around them, which I kind of had to come back home and be reminded of some of those things. But just trying to think about that 
and prepare myself to be back around it. So that way it wasn't as much of a shock or as much as of annoyance when I came back. And I think that that was something that was super practical. Like if somebody does something a certain way, every time I'm around them, I know that already. So since I know that I can come home prepared to experience that thing again and then have a pre-planned response for how I'm going to interact in that moment. And that kind of saves a lot of thinking on the spot. It saves from letting our feelings kind of decide how we're going to act in a certain moment with certain people, especially those that we love. I think it's super easy to let your feelings in a moment determine how you're going to shape your actions, which can be super harmful because you're vulnerable at that time. So I've been a victim of that plenty of times. And so I kind of wanted to avoid that this season. And so being practical with the things that I do, with what other people do, really assisted me to come home and make and shape this Christmas season out to be just totally, totally different than something that I've experienced in the past few years. Another thing, um, I haven't written down my goals just yet, but something that I'm kind of believing for in heavily this year is family and just really restructuring what our time together looks like, our phone calls, how we do birthdays, just everything. I think that there's a little bit of restructuring that needs to be done a couple of generational curses that I want to break, some family just drama we ain't talked about. It's just different things that while it can feel a little daunting in the beginning, um, I really want to work towards it. It's like, why not me? Why not now? Let's do this, y'all. Like We only getting older. We're only building up or wasting more time. And so why not take advantage of the time we're allotted and go after this? Um, So with my mom's side of the family, it's a little bit easier to do Um, with my dad. So when I usually when I reference that, I'm talking about my stepdad, Um, him and my mom got married when I was five. And so that's usually who I reference. But my biological father, I lived with his mother for a period of time. And that was the time when I wasn't staying with my mom, wasn't with my mom's mom, like everybody that kind of really shaped my childhood. I wasn't with them at this point in my life. I was with my um, paternal grandmother and I haven't talked to her since I moved out. It's just because she didn't come to my graduation. Um, Just, I don't even know. She probably doesn't know I live in New York now. Like it's just so many things that have taken place over the past couple of years. And I had some counsel before that was kind of telling me like, Hey, you should reach out to her. You should talk to her, blah, blah, blah. And it's not like I haven't talked to her, but like we lost each other's numbers after a while, X, Y, Z, but I know where she lives and I'm not home often. Again, it's the first time I've been home in a year, but now that I'm here, I was like, I don't want to carry this with me into 2020. And that's another part of the story. The other half It's not just my mom's side of the family that I need to work on. It's also this other half that I don't even speak about that. I don't even talk to. I'm not keeping up with. And I was like, for me to really attack this goal the way I need to, one, I needed to prepare for what all that means um, for the things that people might have to say to me, even not just the things that I have to air out to family or feelings that I have to get off, but responses that people might have with me that they need to share as well. So I was thinking about that. And in that, I thought about this grandmother I haven't talked to. And so on the plane home, I wrote her a letter. I know where she lives and I wrote a letter. Emma's going to 
give it to her. Like, I really think that this is something that I need to do. Um, and it'll really set up, I believe, 2020, what that looks like for my family, what that looks like for me. Um, and just kind of restructuring what family looks like for us. And sometimes I think we get frustrated because the quote unquote adults or the elders aren't doing XYZ steps or I didn't see this this way or we didn't grow up this way. And we use that as an excuse or a reason on why we should act in a certain manner. And that's something that I kind of had to break. There are definitely people who are like, you know, we haven't talked and we're probably not. And that's just, I don't know, it's just how family works sometimes. And it's like, I thought that too. Like, I literally thought that last week. And I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm not okay with that. I don't really know what it looks like as we journey to this new space. Um, But I definitely know that if there is going to be a shift, if there is going to be a change, I want to be a part of it. And why not me? Why not me being one of the younger um, generations in our family and one that can bridge both sides? Why not? And so that is something that I've been kind of preparing for. And I think that that letter is practical. You can hold it. You can read it aloud. You can let someone else read it. Like it's something that's just straight up now versus like trying to plan a huge family reunion and not tell one side and the both sides show up like all of that is for the movies you know what I mean but like something that's small a small step can have monumental change is what I'm believing for is it's gonna have monumental change for my family and how we interact with each other um so that's just kind of a step that I'm taking and I think that that could be inspiration for different um objectives that you guys are trying to reach for the new year just make it simple and plain like okay what is something that i low-key am avoiding doing that probably could get me where i need to go what's something that i'm okay with i've been okay with not happening but if it did happen how would that shape the landscape of what i'm trying to build how would that shift the foundation a little bit and then go after it it might seem scary might not make no sense You don't have to tell nobody. Just do it. Just do it and see what happens. And if it doesn't shake out immediately how you wish it to, we're not even in 2020 yet. So there is nothing but time. Just try it. This is if why not this year to try some things you've never tried before. And speaking of that, for me, I also had a goal to share my spiritual journey I think a bit more with those around me and I do for sure it's not a secret um most of my friends actually um recently have met at church in the past year and they've been super dope super supportive and where I'm at at this point in my life but I don't pray with my friends all the time or if they're going through something I wonder if they expect me to bring up God or for us to have a moment together especially outside of church so I wanted us to have a space where we could just kind of commune together and really shift how we do friendships with each other, how we can really just like go in. Like if we're up, I want us to be up together, like really feel that joy, be able to hold on to it, be able to clap each other up. Even if I haven't seen my miracle yet, I can full-fledged stand wholeheartedly in agreement with you and be proud that you got something. I want the same for my friends to do that with me. And then also, if you're down, I can really be in the trenches with you and not just be like, oh, this sucks. Oh, yeah, I wish I didn't happen. 
or whatever but like no like let's pray about this thing let's praise about this thing in advance like let's talk every day and check in if we have to if you're starting something let me be an accountability partner for you like let's really go this extra mile and believe together that this year is gonna tee us up like you know what I mean and so in doing that I was okay we don't have church service the last Sunday of the year because our church, like we're in New York. A lot of people usually are with their families during this time outside of the city. And so we're having church online. So what I decided to do was to invite a couple people over. We're going to watch service together online. And I just want to worship together. I want to talk about our goals and we pray over each other. We're just like creating an atmosphere where we're really just letting everything down, letting everything go. We're comfortable. We're not dressing up like it's literally eat some food, talk about God, talk about each other, and just fellowship. Like, why not start or end the year with that and usher in the new year with that being our norm, where we don't need necessarily church service or a catastrophe or Bible study or anything to spark us off. It could just be a Sunday and we got the time, you know? And so, I think that that's something practical. It's like, I have a house. I pay rent. We practically don't have service. And so why not take this opportunity and have the goal that I want to see manifest in my life take place? Like, why not here? Why not now? And it's a practical thing. Like, literally created a little e-invite, text some people, set a date, already got the time it's the time that service is gonna start with the live stream and just go like show up if you don't know how our feelings like obviously we have plenty more time we can pray with each other um but I definitely think that like that is dope like let's do it why wait um and so that's something that I really 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 wanted to kind of foster my friends and let that be the new norm for us and then for myself another thing that I practically did is I want to be able to explain my emotions better. I think there are times where um, I'm processing something and if I'm in the middle of trying to grapple how I feel about something and then somebody else asks me how I feel or they give me their thoughts or opinions, it's hard for me to bounce back from that at times or to really formulate my thoughts so other people can understand Um, especially quickly. And even if it's not quick, I think there are times when it just takes me a long time to process things when they take place. Um, And there are some things that have already taken place and I know how I feel and I want to change those feelings. And so I was looking into therapy. I've been talking about it for a minute, but I actually took the step, set up a consultation. It's January 7th. Can't wait. Um, And I think that that's dope. It's okay. There's this goal. And if I just left it as I want to process my emotions better, that would seem super hard. And I could still do it in 2020, of course. Why not me? Why not now? But I'm 25. I've been processing my thoughts a certain way for at least a certain number of years. And so to just kind of write it down that I would want to do that could seem daunting. And I wouldn't know the immediate next step to take. And even if I do it well once with one situation, if I didn't do it, quote unquote correctly the next time I would definitely beat myself up about that and so I think that I finally took the step to say I might need extra help like even talking about how I process something with somebody else could 
help me to get feedback that I need to understand what mechanisms am I using to do that? What are ways that I communicate with other people? How can that be coming off? Um, and just to help me be able to find power in my voice fully um, and power in my silence as well. I think that most of the time I feel good. If I leave a little air in the room, I think it's it's cool, um, especially because I know I'm processing something. But there are times where I feel insecure about that because I think other people don't know what to do with the silence when there's silence in a room or in a space in a situation. And so um, I think this journey with counseling will also help me to find the power and strength in that. And I can use that, um, bring tips and tricks that I learned to you guys on the show. And just any, anybody that I interact with will be able to kind of feel maybe a different energy in the silence that I bring and as well as when I open my mouth. Um, so I set that up and I just think that that's just... I'm proud of myself for that. Like, you know, it's like, okay, let's get to it. And I haven't written any goals down just yet. I haven't talked about it with anybody. Um, they're not like in the notes section of my phone. Like I, I have a couple of things, like I just routed off those three areas to you guys. Um, but there are some things that I want to do for sure. Up the game with the show, have some guests on here, like all different types of things, but I haven't formally made a plan. I haven't formally written things down. And I think that that's kind of why this episode is here today because I'm still making progress. I still have a sense of accomplishment. I'm still smiling right now recording this because I'm already making strides toward making 2020 different than 2019. And they're practical. They're small things. Getting a free consultation for a counselor and seeing if they're a right fit, setting a date, setting a time, that's practical. That's something real that you can feel, you can touch, and you can reassess after that. Is that the right counselor for me? Is that the right service that I should be going through? Should I be talking to someone else? I'll be able to decide that literally on the 7th at the top of the year versus deciding I want to do this starting in the beginning of the year then I have to set up a consultation and then like you know it's just like after that January is over now we're in February then I have a trip coming up in February so now that's gonna throw off my month and then now I'm in March like you know it just kind of snowballs and you can kind of see how we think we have 365 to do something accomplish something collab with somebody on something but when we one are reaching for the stars and not thinking about what, star, what the star is contained with. So stars are made up of gas. And when you can think about that and break down all the different particles that make up the stars in the sky, the sky can seem a little less daunting. You're like, well, why not? Like, why not me taking those heights, making that leap? Um, so I think that what's dope about what I wanted to share with you guys is that everything, when I was thinking back after I watched the sermon with Pastor Todd, all the steps that I've taken for 2020 to be as dope as possible for my next Christmas to be amazing, I took them now during this Christmas, during this time, um, creating stillness, being intentional with that. And I still have time to write things out. I still have time to make more definitive plans. I still want to get some accountability partners for certain things that I want to do. Um, I still have a couple of leaps and bounds. Like I still got a email I want to send before this year is out and just see where it takes me. Like, you know, um, but I think that what's amazing is I don't have to wait. I can do it now to shape out the year that I want to be. And it's all prep. The email I want to send, that's prep for something dope that's going to take place, whether it's with the person that I'm sending it to 
or if it just gives me the confidence to send another email to somebody else, there's prep in that. So I really want everybody to just think about the goals that you have, but then think about the particles that make them up and make it practical, as practical as you can, as practical as you can. So that way you can actually visualize it happening for you. It'll be that much more real, that much more tangible, and you can have an expectancy in your heart that by this time next year, you'll have an amazing testimony. There'll be so much more power in the things that you say, in the things that you write, because you not only write them and believe in them, but you prepare for them to actually take root in your place and in your space. Um, so a power tool for this week as we head into a new decade, y'all, is soil. Put down some new soil. And it's those are particles. It's many particles together. But once they're together, they can house seeds. The seeds are our visions for the year. They're our plans. And when they house that and we prepare, that's the water. The preparation is the water and we water those seeds bit by bit, moment by moment, day by day. And with that, we'll have a fresh bloomed area for 2020. It'll be amazing. Those flowers can bless other people and they'll just be a testament for you, for your grind, um, even for your rest. Some people just need to rest and things are going to find you and it's going to be amazing. Um, So just really want everybody to lay some new soil like some people need to start again some people about to start new stuff and even for old stuff like my family it's about to be some new soil on us so when we drop these new seeds by the way of a letter by the way of something as simple as pajamas the water is actually going to feed something when you got some old dirt and you're trying to do some new stuff it don't really turn out how you want it to. There might be a bud, but it's going to die quick. Or people might see what you're doing, but then you shrivel up because it's, it's too much sun at that time. Like, you know, but when you put down some new soil, it just lays a fresh foundation for everything to take root and sprout up to be something that you couldn't even fathom. And that's what I want for all of us in 2020. That's what I'm claiming for me. So... Um, lay out that first soil, y'all. Think about your goals and properly prepare for them. Like get practical and properly assess what you can do, how you can get where you're going. As always, you can write me on email at powerandprose at gmail.com. You can also hit me on Instagram, my personal Instagram at zest, Z-E-S-T of desk. Or you can hit me on the podcast instagram at power and pros podcast and um i would love to hear new soil like what are you believing in for 2020 like what are you hoping that your new soil helps you to sprout up in your life in this new year at the beginning of this new decade um and i'll be happy to share with you guys uh, also if there's any topics that you want to discuss in 2020 please don't hesitate to let me know we'd love to know what you guys want to dive into as we go into this new year so if i have anything that i can share and especially as i'm looking for guests on the show that could be helpful to talk about certain areas i would love to be able to do that for you guys so please don't hesitate to let me know um and as always profess your power there's power in prose and 2020 is gonna be 
dope. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you guys in the new year.